Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human Podcast, a podcast created to help you get out of your head and into your life. That is, if you want to have more fun, freedom, happiness, peace of mind, and success whilst squeezing the juice out of every area of your life. Join Jackie Ford every Thursday and listen in to her warm Scottish tones, wise heart and wonderful sense of humour as she interviews guests and discusses what it means to be unashamedly human. Today I am sitting with Nicola Bird. Many of you will have heard of Nicola Bird. She is, <laughs> she's a woman that I greatly admire for many reasons because Nick doesn't seem to have an awful lot of thinking about... <laughs> doing things um she just she just does it she does it she puts it out there and and then you see the rest of us up in her thinking thinking oh my god will I put this out will anybody buy it is anything going to happen with this and Nick just goes woof idea woof kind of like um it, it's like you know these fast food restaurants where you you know you, you order straight to the table hot and on time there's <laughs> Nick <laughs> bringing something to the market what a lovely way to be <laughs> I do. I love it because I think it's one of one of the most beautiful things about you. You know, because it's an inspiration to many people. Actually, you know that, that you do this, and I know a number of people that would agree with me wholeheartedly yeah. around that. But you do it with such humour, and you know, there's a wee bit of sass in there as well, which I always appreciate from a, a fellow female. Yeah. Um, Nick also happens to be a mum to three three tenacious, gorgeous children and um, has a husband and lives in the country and, like me, does like a glass of wine from time to time. Um, so today I wanted to have Nick on, on the podcast, mainly because I've seen Nick change really quite dramatically over the last three or four years. We've been sort of in the same circles for quite a while now. And as, you know, sort of watching you, Nick, so much has happened. And I just wondered if, you know, you sort of share a wee bit about your journey and, you know, sort of where you feel you've had these kind of defining moments, these soul shifts that have taken you in one direction and then completely left field you're going in another. Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me to start with. Mm. Oh, it's fun to hang out. <laughs> um, being likened to a fast food restaurant, I like that. I, I, do I like that? I'm not sure. I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know Please don't think about it too much. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I'm not saying poor quality. Trust me. <laughs> right, well, I guess. I mean, obviously, we've all had defining moments through our whole lives, right? So I'm mm. not going to start at year docs. We'd be here all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for me, I suppose, you know, the whole bumming into this conversation that you share on your podcast and that I teach that that. I guess I didn't realize it at the time it was going to be a life-changing moment. That's the mm -hmm. thing though, is it? You don't, yeah. you just pick up a book and you're like, read the book and you think, Hmm. And you don't realize the repercussions of that. Hmm. Are going to change your life from that point forward. Do you, mm -hmm. I suppose. So for me, it was, well, there was a few around 2013, 2013 was a big year for me. So it was the year that I completely burnt out. So I'd had anxiety and panic attacks kind of at the forefront and then in the background and at the forefront and in the background of my life for like 20 years. Mm -hmm. And at, in 2000, early 2000, end of 2012, beginning of 2013, I can just completely hit the floor. So I 
got sick, I couldn't get better, I got migraines, then I got anxiety about getting more migraines, and my normal anxiety and panic attacks about being out of the house came back, and I just kind of freaked out for about two or three months, but quite badly. And at the same time, I was kind of driving, continuing to drive my software business forward that I had at that time. And, and it's so funny, I, I only just realized I had no connection in my mind between the like, the driving and striving in my business mm-hmm. and the fact that I was getting, making myself ill, right? Like I just didn't see the kind of link between my whole life being like a super high achiever mm-hmm. and then on the other track having panic attacks and stuff. I just thought they were a, an inconvenience that was holding me back from going even faster. I didn't realize that there, there was possibly a link between the two. But anyway, so that culminated in a massive burnout. And then at the same time, because I didn't really realized what that was I just got myself better as quickly as I could and back out into work again and and my business hit a million dollars in revenue which is what I'd been kind of really going for mm-hmm. and that summer and it was a completely I mean you've heard me share this before but it was a shock to me because there was nothing there when I got there yeah and and for 40 years I'd been working towards you know, getting this great business and getting this great house and having these great kids and having this wonderful husband and setting up all the circumstances. And and the the day I ticked every single box was just completely hollow. Mm. And it was like, so that was a wake up. I didn't know what it was a wake up to, but it was a wake up to, there's got to be something else. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it was. And then the natural kind of, looked like the natural consequence of that for me was to start looking around for what else I could do for my Mm -hmm. job, because it must be my job that's causing it. And that led me to pick up Jamie Smart's book, Clarity. And that led me to um, Michael Neal and George Pransky, and then into this conversation. Mm -hmm. That was a huge shift and transformation to me to kind of bring me into this conversation. Uh, You know, as I said, I just picked up the book. I didn't think too much of it and didn't realize that was going to be a turning point. And then... I suppose the next, the, 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 there were, there've been lots of insights on that journey that have really shifted things for me, but I guess one of the biggest changes in direction more recently that's happened is just, you know, I've, I found this conversation. I tried to kind of take it into the arena I was already working in and around business coaching and helping people grow their business. But I was so, I had half of, I had one foot in one camp and one in another. So one was like, about helping people grow their businesses and help them go faster and tools and techniques and strategies to help people grow their business. And my other foot was in the kind of teaching where our experience comes from. And, 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 you know, if you got me in a really honest moment, I'd say that. What do you mean? Was, if I got you in a really honest moment, if, do you, you, you got, have many of those? <laughs> no, but like, like, well, I'll tell you what, right. For two years, I was trying to teach people the principles is great for your business. Like it, 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 you, if you understand this, you'll have a clear mind. You'll be able to put stuff out there without too much thinking about it. Like if you know where connection comes from, that has to help your business relationships. Yeah. If you, if you truly, um, if you truly see that your experience isn't coming from outside of you, then, then you're kind of more open to, create and connect without money being the sole determiner of everything you do like I could 
share everything that was true about the principles and how it had to make sense that having access to mind would bring you in creativity and ideas. I, I knew that was true. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, my business was tanking. Right. <laughs> and I was trying to help business owners grow their business. Yeah. And that's what I mean by I had a foot in both camps. If you'd, uh, if you'd caught me on a really honest moment, I'd have said, the principles is shit for your business. Don't go near them, right? <laughs> it was doing great before I bumped into the principles. Like, whatever you do, don't learn the principles. Right? It's really going to mess with your business. Mm-hmm. And if you want to grow a business, learning how to do opt-in forms, increase your conversion rates, and build out sales funnels, that's where it's at, mm-hmm. right? Forget all that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know what you were going to say there. <laughs> But that wasn't what I was teaching, right? Like I wasn't teaching don't go near the principles because intellectually I saw it had to make sense. If you had this understanding, it had to help you in business. How could Mm -hmm. it not? And, but I was out of integrity because it wasn't helping my own business Mm -hmm. at that time. And, and I kind of know why now, but, but the turning point for me was finding myself on a call accidentally wasn't what I meant to be on, but I was. And someone came on the call and they said, there's this, I wasn't teaching or holding the call. I was just there as a mm-hmm. participant, actually to support someone who was hosting the call. I said, oh, I'll show up and mm-hmm. give you a smiley face on the Zoom camera so that you know that there's people listening. And someone came onto the call and they said to my colleague, I really want to create this thing and bring it into the world, but I can't because I'm just too anxious. And I, the thought came into my head, I could help you with that. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to her and I said, I could help you with that. And then I thought, well, why don't I see if what's been so helpful to me? What I did know was that my anxiety had completely vanished since understanding the principles. Mm-hmm. That was my understanding. It's like I looked around, it wasn't there. It just really wasn't there. And again, that's not even true, but that's the way it looked to me at that moment. It was like, it's gone. It's gone. I don't have panic attacks. I don't worry about going out. I'm driving on motorways. I'm doing all the things that I couldn't do before. I know the principles can help you shift your relationship with anxiety. I know it. I've got Mm -hmm. nothing else. I've tried everything else. Nothing else has worked. This is all I got, but I know it works hundred percent. I know it worked for me. I'm not so sure about other people. Because I know I've tried to teach people businessy stuff and I know that works for me that it doesn't always work for other people. So I'm not sure. So I was like, well, why not invite a bunch of people to come and work with me for free? Mm-hmm. And the idea came into my head. Oh, I know I'll do a 12 week program and I'll, and I'll do it for 10 people. And, and I posted it on Facebook and it filled in about 30 seconds. So I thought, well, okay, I'll do a bigger group at the same time. And so I opened that up and, Two minutes, not two minutes, two weeks later, a week later, something like that. I had a hundred people going through a pilot of this 12-week program. I had no Mm -hmm. idea what I was going to teach. I just knew I could help. Mm -hmm. And that was a turning point for me because that's what, that little insight was what took me into creating a little peace of mind. Mm -hmm. And now that was a real turning point for me because I really saw that when you, when you, teach and share what you actually know that is true for you right you can hear the difference between what i thought was really great about business and why why i absolutely know like you can't shake me on it in terms of anxiety 
So I know that's a very long answer to your question, but that again was a big turning point for me. And it's been amazing for like turning my actual business around, but regardless of that, just the work that I do and the impact that I have in that direction is like night and day compared to when I was trying to teach what I thought was a good idea, mm-hmm. which I think we all do when we bump into this conversation. There's a, there's a playfulness in that, Nick, that, you know, we often get caught up as being serious. You know, that, that, that when you first bump across this understanding, many of us, is, it, and it always makes me giggle because I knew that you were anxious and, and I knew that you had that. And, and I always thought, why is Nick not looking? <laughs> why is Nick not doing that? And, and, and there's many people, we've spoken about this before, there's many people who you can see where they're meant to work and you can point them in that direction. But until they see it for themselves, they're never going to go there. And that was what's beautiful about the story that you just told is you need to get there on your own. You know, people can say to you, oh, this is, this is what I think you should be doing. But until you see it, you don't see it. It was so funny because what I was doing just before that period, and that's probably what we spoke about, but I, I went into a period of doing um, website design for people. And I was doing a lot. In our that community. was it. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and every time I do a website with someone, they'd say, well, I have a completely different relationship with cancer now than I did to start with, but I do not want to spend my days working with people with cancer. Believe me, like I'm, I don't, why would I want to spend time thinking about that? Anything but anyway, so can you build me a website about X, Y, and Z? Right. Or um, I, I to- it totally changed my relationship with my children, but I want to work with executives. And the irony of it was that I could see it for them. And I wasn't working with people with anxiety at that point. I had mm-hmm. still had- <laughs> seen it for yourself. <laughs> and that was the thing that I felt like that's, I, that's what I was doing when I bumped into this mm-hmm. conversation, like when I bumped into that insight about, oh, I could help you with that. Mm-hmm. It was that simple. But mm-hmm. yeah, me mm-hmm. too. I could have, <laughs> even though I was telling other people about it. But you found where you're meant to be working and you're having an impact Uh for now yeah that's what i see like i I was having a conversation with someone the other day and they were saying but you know i need to find my life purpose i need to know what i'm here for and and actually it was funny yesterday i was clearing away loads of old books and uh clearing out my bookcase in the office and i found all these old diaries from like 2013 Mm -hmm all trying to like pages and pages of me trying to find out like well it's got to be meaningful and it's got to be purposeful and it's got to be big but give time for like I was really specific about all these criteria that my life purpose had to fill but I had to find my that's what 2013 was trying to find my life purpose in fact that's what 2014 and 2015 (laughs) was trying to find my life purpose and it's like actually I'm doing what I'm doing and I absolutely love it for now and who knows what's next who knows but that's how life works Nick that's how it works like we try to fit ourselves into this is what I am this is what I do this is how I do it and we think we know how long we're meant to be doing something for I mean I often I I, I laugh because my whole career is like a portfolio career all my life I've done different different things yeah. You know, and I used to think, well, what specifically is it that, that you know, de- defines me? And I thought, what defines me is the fact that I've done all these different professional things, you know, like nursing and sales and working in public affairs and government affairs and coaching. And 
that that just makes me me. And and knowing knowing more about yeah. who you are and how you work yourself just gives you this ability to be flexible, to, to have that clarity of mind that when something else pops in and you think, oh, I'd love to do that. I'll, I'll have a wee look at that. And I find myself doing yeah. that all the time. I, I, you know, I do one thing and then all of a sudden I'm thinking, oh, I'd like to work in that area. And I just go and I do it with nothing on it. Well, see, this is, so this is another thing that I've been seeing actually probably since we spoke the last time that's, that's actually proving really helpful to me. So, you know, like you were using the fast, the fast food metaphor. <laughs> but the quality fast food, Nick, quality fast food. Quality fast food metaphor. <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's like what I, there was an urgency in that. Like, you know, in McDonald's when they're running behind schedule and you can see yeah. everyone's really mapping and all the rest of it. There was a, there was a sense of urgency in everything that I did so that I would have an idea and I'd put it out there very quickly. And, and everyone around me would go, that's great. Look how much output there is. Like, look, look, I can't believe in 2014, she launched a new business and website every single week, which I pretty much did. Right. Um, that, that, that it's so funny when you have a behavior and a pattern of thinking, and then you get rewarded for it, right? Mm-hmm. Like the, the high achieving thing. I've always yeah. been rewarded for that and got recognition for it or the f- being fast action and like an implementer and you mm-hmm. get rewarded for it and you don't kind of even see what you're up to. But what's really changed for me over the last, few, just even a few months, is that the sense of urgency about that has, has dissipated, has kind of vanished in a way, not completely, but, what I what I've been seeing more now, which I love, is that I'll have an idea, and where I used to, I don't know, but there was some kind of thinking around, I've got to do it now, or it'll be gone, mm-hmm. right? Or I've got to do it now because that that is genius, and that won't come up again, right? Or if I don't like, if I if I don't act on this now, yeah, somehow it will vanish and it won't be here anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I take the formless and turn it into form. So that I could go, look, okay, it's, it's okay, it's here. It's kind of, it exists now. And whether that be creating a website or putting up a new program or sending an email or whatever it was, like I'd be into action so quickly. And I think, and I don't know, we can explain it with all our ideas and concepts, but there's a shift in me that's got gentler with that, that sees that if that's a great idea, Nick, it'll be here in two weeks. Yeah. And I cannot tell you how much crazy making and chaos and noise and busyness and unpicking of things launched very fast that I have not had to do mm-hmm. as a result of a natural pause coming in between idea and action. More of the time, not all of the time. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm like an action addict, right? <laughs> but, 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 there's, but there's a lessening of that like there's a pause between idea and implementation just as I've I haven't actively cultivated but it feels like I have a different relationship with creativity now mm-hmm. it's it's something that like there's an infinite pool of genius ideas right you don't have to jump on this one because there'll be 15 more along next week mm-hmm. right there's there's something about seeing that that means that I'm doing less, but having a much bigger impact in what I do. 
Yeah, there's a couple of things there, Nick, that you said that I think are really, really important. Is that when you have an idea and it's the right idea for you, it will keep coming back. It will keep reminding you, mind, you know, the, the intelligence behind life, it will keep reminding you that that's what you have to do. That's what I've always seen. It kind of nags you. <laughs> it nags away that you're not taking action. Yeah. But also as an observer of watching you do what you've done through the filter of my experience, I've always seen that as playful. I've never seen it as stressful or... Um, I've never seen the anxiety behind it, but it's interesting. Yeah, you I, never, you've never seen all the mess in the back that yeah, gets created. That yeah, you know, hiring people, firing people, uh, bringing on clients, telling clients programs aren't going to happen, yeah. putting stuff up, taking it down. You know, like there's a oh, Aaron Turner uses this great metaphor sometimes when he's teaching. It's like you wake up underneath a massive pile of sweeties, sweetie wrappers, and it's like. Oh, God, I did it again. <laughs> cleaning up that I'd have to do. Look very uh-huh. light and painful from the outside. Yeah. But quite often there'd be a hell of a mess mm-hmm. that gets created. Mm-hmm. And so you, what I you're saying... I'll give you saying, an example, right? Mm-hmm. I was just yeah. going to say, Nick, so what you're saying... No, no, yeah. carry on. <laughs> so essentially what you're saying is that it's, it's, you just get a very different approach now. It's developing into a very different approach now of how you do things. Well, it's not like uh, now I do things like this. I've just noticed that's what's occurring. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, you know, I say, see that it's not, I'm not in charge of this whole how I do business thing. Mm -hmm. And, and And I've been doing my business in the way that I've been doing it up until today and who knows how I'm going to do it tomorrow mm-hmm. I don't have to concern myself with it but when I when I just sit and reflect I notice that yeah there's just more spaces so mm-hmm. for, like the example I was going to share with you I know people can't see this because I'm on a podcast <laughs> mm. what I am holding up to the to the camera here there's 40 packets of sample teas. This is my latest thing, right? So I've just fallen in love with tea, loose leaf tea. And I've wanted to have something where I sell a real thing for a while. Yeah, yeah. Right? In a Shopify store and all that kind of thing, right? right. And I'm experimenting with tea. Now, here's the difference. I had that idea a week ago. And... I haven't launched a website and I haven't started. Actually, I have bought a domain. (laughs) (laughs) But I haven't launched a website. I haven't put anything for sale. I haven't booked the environmental health guy to come around. I haven't, I haven't, I've ordered some samples and me and the kids are just playing with the samples at the moment. And that's, and, and it's kind of like a little thing to play with on the side. And who knows, so I'll pick it up, it'll go. But in the old days, that would have become all consumer great. Right, this is what I'm doing now. This is what it's all about. And I'd have been kind of creating and producing with that sense of urgency mm-hmm. that's just absent. For now, it's like a, it really does feel playful. It's sitting in a box on the side, you know, for me to dip into whenever I want another cup of tea. <laughs> But it's crazy stuff like that, you know, to see that there are, to see that mind is an infinite source of ideas, 
that there'll be another one along in a minute. That, like, the difference between seeing that and knowing it and teaching it as I did when I first bumped into the principles mm -hmm. and seeing in my own life that pause between idea and implementation, that's seeing it. Yeah. That's actually, it, it, it's, it's a really, really big insight to see that, that yeah. you don't have to act on everything that comes through your head. And that applies across the board. It applies to sort of eating or drinking or it's, you know, it's, it's huge. Any kind of habit that we have to, to have the sight to see and then just wait and see what happens after that rather than going straight into action. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, when I said I was an action addict, it's like that's that's like it was like when I used to smoke cigarettes. Mm -hmm. Be like you'd have the urge and you'd, you couldn't rest or your mind couldn't relax until you'd fulfilled that urge in your own mind. And, and that's what it felt like for me as, as a creative entrepreneurial type. Mm -hmm. I'd have an idea and it would just like literally fizz in my bones until I did something with it. And that fizzing's gone. So tell, tell people a bit about the fizzing. What, what is the fizzing? I know what the fizzing is, but tell people what the fizzing is. Well, it's just that, that feeling that anyone knows who's got a chocolate addiction or a glass of wine addiction or whatever. It's like an idea comes into your head and you literally cannot rest until you do something with it. It's a, like, to me, it just feels like a pent up energy that's just going, you know, like, and then, and then if you do something with it, it's like you go, ah, oh, I can relax. And then we get caught in the illusion that the doing of the thing can change our thinking, can change our experience, because that has been our experience time mm -hmm. after time after time, but it's still a misunderstanding. <clears throat> It's like all that's happened is we've given ourselves permission to drop the thinking. And that's, that's what happens now. Only I, that happens, I can drop the thinking without having to do all the action and make all the mess and unwrap all the sweeties and eat them all. <laughs> <laughs> but, you're not, but you're not actually dropping the thinking, Nick, are you? You're not actually dropping No, I mean, the same it. thinking is coming. Mm -hmm. Well, the same thing, well, you kind of are because the same thinking's coming, right? And if we think about it like, Oh, look, there's a box of quality street. I gotta have that. I gotta have that. I gotta have that, right? It's like because that pause is there, then I can either eat the chocolates or not. Like it feels like the different options become available as various thoughts through my mm -hmm. head. And and sometimes I eat them and I wake up under a pile of sweetie wrappers going, Oh no, I did it again. And sometimes I just drop the thinking and I walk away. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not interested. And, and if I still want to eat those chocolates two weeks from now, then maybe I will. I'll take another, I'll take another look. Have you found ever though that, that what starts to happen is it's that you just become less and less aware of that thinking. It just dissolves. It just disappears. So it just doesn't even come into your consciousness. Those, those thoughts are there. We know those thoughts are there, but they just, they just don't arise in your awareness as much or as often. Around different areas of my life, yeah, there's definitely mm -hmm. thinking that doesn't. So like my anxious thinking about driving or going out or picking the kids up from school just doesn't, doesn't even enter my head. Mm -hmm. um, doesn't, just doesn't come into mind at all. 
the compulsion to act on ideas. Yeah, I still get the ideas, but they just have a different flavour to them now. Mm-hmm. So what do the kids think of their mum now compared to you a couple of years ago? I, it always cracks me up that when I'm with my kids and they're used to me responding or reacting in a certain way to a situation and then that situation occurs and I don't react that way, there's almost like you can see their jaws. <laughs> Yeah. I'm dropping weight on the reaction. I don't know with my kids. I, I, my kids is the one area that I really struggled to see stuff around for ages. And as a result of that, I, I booked in some calls with my mentor and had some conversations. And then actually, as is my way, ran a parenting program so that I could see more and then just invited a bunch of people. To <laughs> Why not? And we do. had the most... Back in February, we had this most gorgeous exploration, me and these other mums, um, of about about parenting, and that really, in in an area that was so sticky for me, just really shifted the whole, the ground on from which I parent, or the whole connection and relationship that I have with my kids shifted so much. And that was the one thing, if you'd ever asked me through my whole life, like. Mm-hmm. You know, what would you love to have? It would be like that real deepening of connection with my kids more than anything. Like you can mm-hmm. take everything else away. Like that would be the one thing I'd want to see more on. And not surprisingly, it was the one thing I didn't because I had so <laughs> much you on it. To. Yeah, exactly. It's so much on it. And but taking a fresh look at it, just yeah, it shifted and changed everything. And I don't know that they would describe me any differently. Mm-hmm. I don't, they don't. I don't have that thing that you, where you hear people in with stories that go, wow, you've really changed. Mm-hmm. I do from my old business clients that I was coaching five years ago where they had to record me because I spoke so fast so they could play it back on a slow speed. I know, I just speak like this, Jackie, all the time. And then you've got to do this, 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 and you've got to do that. And if you don't do that, well, this is what's going to happen, right? Like, you see old videos of myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god I was so speedy but but I don't have people or I'll share my story of how anxious I used to be and how different that experience is now uh, and I can see the difference there but I don't know if you ask my kids like like is my behavior different I don't know if they would have noticed a definite change in my behavior but I know that the feeling that I have yes. them is completely in a different place and it and that's got that does lead to different behaviors yeah and, and i'm not i'm so less concerned with the behaviors i'm not even really noticing that i'm yeah. like i see that that's where the 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 gold dust is right is in the deep connection underneath all of that and that mm-hmm. has shifted and changed yeah it's definitely the feeling it's definitely the feeling with them and about them and around them it's just huge i often think with my girls nick it's never like mother-daughter, it's like soul to soul. Mm. And it becomes really, it's just so beautiful that there's no judgment there. And I think about how my mum parented me, you know, the poor poppet, you know, she just had an uphill battle with me because I just, you know, ever since she said, I just reacted badly to it. It wouldn't have mattered what she'd said. Whereas there's just this beautiful state of sort of loving neutrality. Like I'm there to help if they need me. If they don't need me, I'm 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 cool mm. watching them make the yeah. mistakes and learning the lessons they're meant to learn. And that's it's real hands off, hands off parenting. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, well, it just, it, it becomes more hands-off because there's something about when, when you see the truth more deeply, it just, you, you just start projecting easier to look after kids. <laughs> <laughs> but there's nothing to do because they're just nicer and kinder. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. that's just what happens. Like that's what I create through thought without even having to try. Like how cool is that? It's beautiful. So if you were to name one, one shift, Nick, one shift that you feel has given you the biggest change in your life, what would it be? Well, I, I guess I'd have to say the one I shared at the beginning, just bumping mm-hmm. in to start with, you know, because it's cha- it changes everything from here on in. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's given me a whole new career. It's given me a different relationship with my kids. It's given me a different relationship with my husband. It's given me a richer experience of life all round. It's given me... A, a, a dissolution of anxiety or a completely different experience with it when it, even when it shows up and it keeps I keep realizing oh it's that's still there I just couldn't see it mm-hmm. right and every time like a whole nother level falls away and it just like that one all see this is the biggest thing I think with all my clients as well the biggest shift is just turning your head from that way to that way oh that way that direction and everything else is a given like from mm-hmm. like life just gets better the moment your head is turned and so that for me has got to be the biggest shift it's so simple it's just look this way that this conversation is pointing you that's why i see all my job is with my clients it's just look this way mm-hmm. and then job done mm-hmm. nothing else required because if you're looking in the right direction everything starts to shift and change everything even the things that look like they're really stubborn and won't ever change like my kids do and i just so for me it's got to be that it's the simplicity of that turning your head to look in the other direction and the interesting thing about that direction is it's a direction that we all know Mm. we've we've known all of our our lives and we've, we've seen so many things from that direction in our lives but we don't give it credit Mm. until we start to really understand that by by looking in this direction about how we create our experience moment to moment from from our thinking then we start to really understand life and the people around us and our circumstances I had an experience the other day there and it really, really cracked me up. It was actually a couple of weeks ago. We were on holiday and um, we'd asked one of our neighbours to, to, to look after the house, you know, just to make sure it was okay while we were away. And the night before we came back, we're all sitting having a wee glass of sangria and enjoying our, our holiday. And she says, Jackie, the house is fine. Um, the cars are fine. Everything's okay. She said, but as I was coming down your driveway, I noticed a large rook in your bedroom. It's like what? <laughs> now, my, my, you know, my friend, um, her mother's got dementia, and she's fond of a wee drink. And I thought, I know she's seen something. <laughs> you know, there, there can't possibly be a, a, a large black book in her bedroom. And 
we're there on holiday. There's, you know, we just laughed. There was nothing we could do, Nick. Absolutely nothing we could do. We're thousands of miles away. And we thought, well, we'll just get home. If it's there, it's there. And if it's not there, it's not there. And if it's not there, we'll just tell Elaine it was there, just in case. Yes. <laughs> she doesn't think she's going mad. So we, we came home and right enough, there, a black rook had managed to get into our house. God knows how it had managed to get in. And it had flown from one side of the house to the other, um, undiscreetly depositing its bill yeah. movements. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere. So there was poo everywhere. And there was poo in my lovely cream chairs and all over my work desk and windows. And it was still alive when we came back. And Jerry and I, we just, we just cleaned up. The two of us just, we cleaned up. My two chairs are ruined. But ruined, you know, like years ago, I would have had a complete, I'd have been so annoyed and so aggravated about this, but we cleaned it all up and we couldn't stop laughing. Like, how did this root get in? We were fascinated and curious how it was still alive after a week. Mm. Just, just... It's been eating. (laughs) Exactly, you know. And it's... These moments that you're speaking about how we can have one experience of life or we can have another experience of life. And that experience with the root taught me again, helped me see again how little I have on what's happening. Didn't, you know, it was funny, it's a story, it's a memory, and it was dealt with when in the moment it was meant to be dealt with. Well, you remind me of just that you know when I see I so I ask my clients like we do a call each Monday and and so we ask them for you know what are your questions what are your what you know what would you love us to talk about and what I see is that just related to what you were just talking about well people will post things like we're doing really well I've been in a lovely mood it seems to have been for the last couple of weeks and then all of a sudden yesterday I had a terrible weekend what do I do about that (laughs) And, I, and, and it was like, that was, yeah, that's a question I would have posted a few years ago as well. Like, I'm really scared it's come back and, and it's, it was only temporary and now everything's gone horrible. And what do I do about the fact that I had a really bad weekend? And just to, just to be able to post, uh, me too. Um, <laughs> why, why is that a problem? <laughs> it's just... Like I'm not being like it sounds like I'm laughing because we're being flippant when we're not being flippant. It's like it's it's a completely different experience of the same experience mm-hmm. when you understand it. It's like mm-hmm. I'm so much. People say I had a panic attack. I had a freak out, and my hands were all shaking and horrible in Sainsbury's car park. And I'm like, oh yeah, I had that last week. Anyway, <laughs> it's like it yeah. just. It's the difference between I had a rook in my house and it's ruined all my furniture. <laughs> and I had a rook in my house and it's ruined all my furniture. It's like there's less drama. It's not yeah. news, mm-hmm. you know? Like having a freak out in Sainsbury's car park isn't necessarily something you might laugh about, but you can have a completely different experience of it than like reading a load into it, making a load of meaning of it and making it mean a load about you. Mm-hmm. You know, like same... Same experience, completely different experience. Mm-hmm. And what we're talking about here is, is understanding your humanity, understanding how your operating system works, understanding how you work as a human being. We're not talking about a cure. We're talking about when you understand where your experience of life is coming from, 
it's easier. It's easier to understand. It's easier to let go of it. And also, it's, it's fun to know that it, it will happen again. It mm. will happen again. You can't, you can't stop it. If it's going to happen, it will happen. But you don't spend your life worrying about when it will happen next or the fact that it has happened. Well, that's, that's the whole anxiety thing, right? And I mm. think the minute that, like, the minute you really see it's fine to freak out all over the place whenever you want to. <laughs> like a toddler. <laughs> yeah, then, it, then, it, then the anxiety about the anxiety falls away. Yeah. Because all anxiety is, in, in, in my understanding of it, is just that, that intense, like, holding on with a mental grip, trying to hold yourself together so you don't get anxious. And the minute you see that it's like really get, really see that our experience isn't as scary as you think it is, because mm -hmm. you understand it more, just understand it more. Then there's something about that such a huge shift to see that you can freak out whenever you want to. It's not something most people are teaching. No. <laughs> <laughs> and it, but it's the key behind it, because ironically, the second that you really see that you can freak out whenever you want to, the need to no longer seems to show up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, it's been an absolute joy having you on the Soul Chef podcast as <laughs> always. <laughs> Great chat to have, like, first thing in the morning. You're just searching the right through my mind, eh? No, it's been an absolute joy. Nick, how can people get in touch with you? And what have you got going on at the moment? Uh, so people can get touch, in touch with me at a littlepeaceofmind.co.uk. Who knows what I've got going on at the moment <laughs> listen to this podcast. But going there is probably the best way to find out. <laughs> I don't know the time difference between when we record this and when it goes out, but anything could be happening over there. Anything. So go, go and have a look and see. <laughs> How would I know? <laughs> I love that. I remember you had a, there was a flower business that was going to happen at some point oh, yeah. as well. I saw that. I loved that. I thought, this is just branching out. <laughs> <laughs> could be tea, could be flowers, could be website design. Who knows? When you go there, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Nick. Lots of love to you, Annie. I look forward to finding out what's next as well. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Hey, you could be larger than life, bigger than the world, living now. Oh